0: All right, yeah, just let me know when you're ready. Oh, uh, I was going to say, whenever, whenever you're ready, have at it.
1: Okay, cool. <clears throat> <coughs> la, 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 <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> I do this? <laughs> 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 Neither do I. I can remember any time I do the podcast. <laughs> That's yeah, true. the beer and loving podcast it's december so it's a little later than the november vape deadline i gave in the last podcast about the whole hiatus thing but regardless here we are and it's fucking lovely to be back i am now the theory team hanging out here in happens michigan with my sister from another mysterious slam slam slide <laughs> <laughs> slam uh, <laughs> slam slam uh, sam sly on denver and since no one ever fucking asks me, I'm just going to state that I'm drinking a coconut brown from Black Rocks Brewery, and it's fucking stellar. I hope you're relaxed, comfortable, and drinking right along with us. If not, well, that fucking sucks. Pretend like you are. We are once again joined by Noah from Rocky Mountain Barrel Company. I fucking said his name right. I didn't call him Ryan or whatever. I called him. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Noah. Good to have you again. How are
2: you?
3: Doing well, doing well. Thank you for inviting me back. I appreciate it. He's not
0: wearing yeah. the shirt to throw you off like last time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Fuck
0: that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice. We actually get to uh, well I, I get to at least hang out with Noah in person. We're uh tooling around uh, Cerebral Brewing, which is down the street from where I live. Uh good spot, really good beers. We're drinking some uh dank ass IPAs. Some
3: super dank Northeast IPAs. Or New England, Northeast, yeah. Uh, Northeast New England. Same damn thing. Yeah, same, damn same, thing. thing. No. same same acronym. More abbreviation. Or Tom I'm lo- Brady will approve. Yeah, and I'm looking at the owner here, one of the owners here, Sean, he gave me this uh, bottle of uh, this Chardonnay Barrelade Dreamy thing, and it's a farmhouse pale that they dry hopped and barrel-aged in some Chardonnay barrels, the very first barrels that they ever used here. So I'm kind of like having a nostalgic moment. so <laughs> it's, a, it's a
0: nice throwback uh, Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> of sorts. Yes. So uh, uh, what uh, was... Do you, do you remember anything specific about that
3: barrel? <laughs> Everybody always... <laughs> I, I was get emails like, like <laughs> 6 months later, "Hey man, where was that barrel from?" I don't know why the fuck you didn't ask me when you <laughs> <laughs> bought it the first time. <laughs> but yeah, um I I know it was from Napa. But that's right. where we get most of uh, uh, the Chardonnay barrels. Um there's a handful of places we get them from, so I I I don't know. It's
1: I just what were you doing the exact moment you picked that barrel out? What
3: were you thinking? What was
1: going through your head? No, I'm kidding. We <laughs> yeah, have Barbara Walters thing. over yeah. here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed you guys uh, have, like, product write-ups for your stuff, like you like breweries do for their beers and stuff. Like, this barrel was uh, discovered in the caresses of a vineyard in northern California. You know, you some know, bullshit we, like that.
3: We should. We totally should. I think you, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's usually whenever we do that it's for something that we're trying to get rid of <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna remember that next time i'm reading a beer review like
0: or a beer description like are you guys just trying to pawn this off i mean what's going on yeah, right now? yeah yeah
3: no i mean honestly we we definitely need to but the thing is we get barrels from so many different places it's hard to keep that we should definitely have some some simple marketing or some kind of detailed you know notes like you're just saying but um we're working on it we're it's just, it's just go, go, go. You know? Yeah, right? So it's like, yeah, I got a Chardonnay barrel. Do you want it? You want it? <laughs> we got it? It's a Take barrel. It now. Do you want it? Yeah.
0: It <laughs> yeah. meets your bare minimum requirements. Yes, exactly. Chardonnay,
3: oak, and barrel. it's a barrel. And it, yeah. It's
0: probably watertight. So yep. <laughs> get down on that now.
3: Exactly. So. Well, so
0: uh, uh, last since the last time we talked, it's been uh, not quite a year, but almost there. What's been going on with you, man? Just uh, any travel or yeah, travel, other cool shit like that.
3: Yeah, travel. Um, I'm still doing quite a bit, but uh, shit, I don't even know where to start, man. That's like a long time to recap. So I'm trying to give you the highlights. <laughs> we'll uh, do some, you know, cliche corporate talk. The thirty thousand foot view of it all. Um, oh, yeah, play it honest. So, shit, last time you chatted with me, I just got back from being in Napa looking at fooders, that we got out to some, some big boys out there, um, and even some local boys here in Colorado, like True, and who no else? but ever since then, where did I go? I mean, shit, we had GABF, CBC, yeah,
0: did you guys do anything for GABF?
3: Uh, honestly, we were pretty much out, out and about, mingling, people coming to the shop, um, since we're not too far from downtown, and then... Uh, Just, you know, trying to meet up with as many people as we could. Yeah. I went to GABF, like, three, like, all three days. Did did you have anyone, like, come on
0: site from out of town? The, like, you know, customers that you worked with that hadn't been there before or something?
3: Yeah, actually, I had a lot of people. Because we had this, like, it was kind of cool. We had this setup of a whiskey barrel versus a bourbon barrel. Oh, nice. And they weren't marked. It was, like, the Pepsi Coke challenge or something. Yeah. And it was awesome because... The whiskey bourbon challenge. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) because not many people could... Some people actually could tell the difference, and it's kind of like half and half, so it kind of goes to show that, you know, aroma is key, but in reality, you know, like a whiskey barrel-aged beer versus a bourbon barrel-aged beer, unless you have them side-by-side... I guarantee you, nobody's gonna be really be able to t- tell the difference. It also depends on what beer and how yeah, it's blended and
0: stuff. But and probably what kind of whiskey? If it's like a straight rye whiskey yeah, or pr- some other stuff like that, I would imagine. Yeah,
3: but honestly, I don't think to like the general public. I don't think they can really tell, and it kind of feeds into that question of, "Hey, man, is like this is like a pappy barrel or? Yeah, no, like, oh, man, can you even get a pappy bottle? Like, <laughs> yeah."
0: Just, that just ain't happening. Yeah. So, uh, fun fact: Pete got married on the Saturday of GABF, so we both got to miss the entire festival this oh, year. Oh, congrats, Pete! How did you? Did your wife plan that?
1: <laughs> uh, no, I did. <laughs> <laughs> not I mean you. Well, would've she would have known about it. She probably would have been like, "Why the fuck are you planning on that day? Let's go out to Denver." Right. Oh, so
3: she's a hardcore beer beer lover too.
0: She's, she's hardcore yeah, about all that stuff.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> she's she's enthusiastic. Life participant
3: Hell yeah man Yes Good for yes. you Enthusiastic life partner You found yeah. a rare one <laughs> Yeah Indeed
0: I
2: did
0: <laughs> Well that's cool So you had uh, some people Up to the place For NGABF Yeah What
3: would you think Of the fe- uh, the festival this year Like uh, Do you usually go Yeah It took for It took an hour to get in Damn I wouldn't Because I, I always go like I try to walk in like Around 6 5.30, 6 Because I yeah. think it opens at 5 um, And I still had to wait in line For like 20, 30 minutes Damn, man! And I was like, they that, were supposed to have they had some inside. processes
0: in place, like pre. I don't know. I heard yeah. they had some shit going on where yeah. they were supposed to get people in faster. Yeah, and
3: now there's <laughs> just so many damn mm-hmm. people. I mean, they opened up more area. You know, it's it, it was a great time. I got yeah. to hang out with a lot of great people. Um, I actually took my 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 personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> really? There go. I took him, and this is why I'm paying you so much. Yep. You get such a work out of me. <laughs> these people are yeah are the reason why I'm seeing you. So, um, no, that was awesome. And then, other than GABF, man, we had CBC out in uh, Philly, which is always good. Oh yeah, it's just kind of like a GABF in a way. Um, I have not been to a CBC. Uh, you should go if you're really. I mean, if you're really into the beard, it's just where everybody buys their equipment from or looks at it. You know? Oh, okay. Um, ran into some competitors. Tried not to fight them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, not dog shit, well, but, uh, so yeah, exactly. Um, what else? I don't have mean, any bung envy there. Yeah, but Philly was awesome. I like, Philly's cool. I mean, everybody has their opinions about it, but Philly's a good time. I'm um, trying to think what else, like, we've been doing. Um been finding a lot more of the fooders, which are really hard to find.
0: Yeah, tell us, so, so Pete, uh, beforehand, Noah was telling me, like, they have this guy from France, right? Yeah. That's, that's uh, going to be a new connection for yep. fooders and shit.
3: So. Yeah, kind of, like you pick and choose all the, the bells and whistles you want on it. You know, it's a used piece of wood, but now we can get them in custom sizes typically, like 10, 20, 30 hectoliter. Um, And then you get like uh, level gauges and tri clamp ports, taster valves, emptying ports where you want it, and like all this cool stuff. So
2: Damn.
3: I'm geeking out about it because you know, I always get all these emails or calls like, hey, I'm trying to find a fooder And it's like, yeah, cool, good luck. Like, I can't find them, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but now we have almost like a not necessarily an endless supply, but we have a big stockpile of stuff we could probably get. That's so, cool. Like, almost
0: like a backlog, if, yeah. if need
3: be. It's just really cool to be able to tell people, like, yeah, what size do you want? I cool. mean, it
0: sounds like in an on-demand product almost. like that, it's, yeah. it's as close as you can be to having inventory, yeah. basically.
3: Yeah. yeah, versus like, hey, man, I'll let you know I got random yeah. shit popping up in Napa here and there. But um, when my Google
0: alerts go off. I'll let you know. But. Yeah,
3: exactly. So it's, it's I'm kind of geeking out about that just because that's kind of unheard of. You know, are you going to get to go to France? I'm sure Skyler, the owner, will because ah. <laughs> he's 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 such a wine he's, he's such a wino man. He's such a wine sommelier. Uh, he just he geeks out about it. so he always goes to Europe. I've yet to yeah. go to Europe for anything. Um, Mallory went. My partner Mallory she went to Scotland briefly. Oh, nice! But she's just getting back from the Dominican Republic after checking out every single rum barrel we're bringing in from this distillery out there. Jesus. Yeah, she checked out every single one. Like literally inspected. Literally, how many? Last how many days. barrels? Like two hundred and ten.
1: Wow. Yeah. What do, what do? What is so tedious?
3: Yeah, it's so tedious, and you get you definitely get a headache or a migraine from it. Cause I did it out on some Florida Cana rum barrels out in California when they came, and that was.
0: What do you guys look woo. for when you're inspecting a barrel, especially if you're going on an individual basis? Like at one point, I'd just be like. After about maybe twenty-five, I just like visually clearing it. Like, yep, it's good. Yeah. Whatever. You know, yeah,
3: and honestly, yeah, that shit happens, right? Because um, you do get a little tired of doing it. However, uh, the two things you always want to look at the heads. That's like the number one, because that's like the number one place where barrels will leak is the heads. It's okay. The pros, like that little groove. And it's hard to, I guess, describe, but just that little groove that's on the top of the barrels mm-hmm. on each set. So uh, that's where. So check that out. The heads will be wavy. That's kind of normal. Mallory was telling me that um, she saw a barrel there from 1939. What? And it looked great. Like, really? Yeah. So this is like World War II era rum barrel. Yeah, like, no shit. I guess they all had lives previously of scotch barrels. And then this one, yeah, I was like, get that one on that truck because I want that. I'm going to put that in my room. <laughs> that's some history right, right there, you know?
0: We don't care if we sell that to yeah, anybody. I just <laughs> I want that barrel yeah. some shit.
3: Exactly. That barrel to some shit. Um, and it's kind of cool. It just kind of amplifies that story behind it. But yeah, when you're checking out barrels, uh, it's the heads that you want to check out. Any major cracks on the side on. It's, I call it, I say side, but it's really the bilge, yeah. the belly. Um, and then just you got to nose it real quick. But these were just being emptied as she was looking at them. So they're oh, being okay. emptied. So yeah. they were
0: sterile, most likely. Just because yeah. they, assuming that rum was strong enough to kill bacteria. Yes.
3: And then she said that they put another like two liters of 90 proof rum back in them after okay. they emptied them. You know, there's still some left in there, so these should be, like, in theory, rum barrels are like probably like the black sheep of the barrel realm, but these should be, like, the tits. That nice. Is. Can I say the tits? I mean... I said twice now, so... Yeah, so okay. I'm going to go with... Yeah. Okay. They, they should be really nice, you know... I'll um, say tits, too, just okay. to make it okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll say tits. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <It's pretty fun. laughs> these should be just really nice. Um, I mean, they're, they're our most expensive one we've ever sold, but I'm really excited to get these in. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just cool stuff. Finally getting some better quality things in. That's what we've been yeah. really trying to work on. Um, having that partnership with a guy in France, and then Mallory doing this out in out in Dominican Republic. Um, you know, I have to go out to Houston soon to check out these 30-year-old port pipes from uh, what Cojita. What's a port pipe? Is that just... About 600 liters. Okay. 600, 650 liters, so pretty big punch-in. It's like a punch-in uh, large. No, uh, he has... They have some here in Cerebral. Like, you don't see them anywhere. You look like. Not much bigger, honestly. Like, when you get beyond 400, they all kind of start looking the same, you know? <laughs> um, However, these are, th- yeah, these are 30-year-old um, from Cojita. Cojita Port. Tawny Port. That sounds um, like a
0: Beavis and Cojita. Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, these are going to, like, Jester King. Oh, nice. Um, I know there's some other people. I'm just totally blanking on it right now. But Jasper King was like the one that popped out. I think the brewery, yeah, the brewery. Oh yeah. Um, who's just? We're finally getting back into their good graces. Um, but yeah, it, there's some cool stuff coming in, and uh, that's sweet. It,
0: this, this just made me think of a question yeah. too, Noah. So when you guys receive barrels from this place, like where uh, Mallory? Miller, right? Yeah, Yeah. where she just came from in the Dominican or whatever. Yeah. Uh, How so? How do the barrels arrive? Do they arrive empty and like dried, or do they like put something in there to like I don't know? Like in my mind, I was like, do they send it with like water or something to make sure it doesn't shrink or do any weird shit like that?
3: All very good questions. Yeah. Typically, they would show up empty and dry. Okay. Just because you know you package it up, you're in the Dominican, right, or France. It's going across the Atlantic to a port. We have to deal with you have to deal with so many variables. Uh, You know, weather. Um, how long that freighters is chilling at the port? Uh, it's the Caribbean. They're yeah. lazy. <laughs> you know they're not doing much. They're suntanning, drinking rum, um, and then <laughs> they're, they're helping you empty the barrels. Exactly. You're kidding? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just yeah drinking right off of it. And then uh, you got when you get to the US, you got customs and all that. So that's about a two week at the quickest. Two weeks. Okay. But in reality, three weeks because we got to get it to us, and then we start breaking it apart and shipping it out. So, you know, sometimes it can get held up, though, because Customs wants to put it through, like, the x-ray machine or whatever because they think we're bringing in cocaine or, I don't know. Who knows? Body, who knows, yeah. Yeah. Um, Money's
0: dissolved in acid in wood.
3: Yeah, like, so, yeah like some Breaking Bad stuff. Exactly. <laughs> or the Walter Whites of the barrel realm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, there's so many things that get uh, these, and by the time we get them, they're, like, dry, and that's the problem, right? So now we're getting stuff shipped over with we, it's called maintenance uh liquor which usually it's like probably just the straight li- white lightning type stuff off the still yeah it's not necessarily barley stuff it's just more to keep the barrel hydrated you can do water and they've done that before but when you do water sometimes you can get uh that just promotes infection and, and bacterial buildup sure that makes sense you know because it's just standing sense. water versus standing liquor yeah you know um so, but then again, does it again, cost
1: more to fill them with? Yes. Sorry to cut you off, but does it cost more for shipping to fill a barrel with like liquor? To you know, just it weighs more, so it's going to cost more, right?
3: Yes. It, yeah. Well. Yeah. You're right. It it does. Um. Sometimes it just doesn't matter because we're getting a whole container, and it's like, yeah, it's just this much to ship it. So, but. Um, oh. Okay. Yeah, but then some. There are other things like customs, like oh, there's alcohol in here, or even like oh, low domestic sure. freight carriers, like oh, well, this is a this is a hazardous product. This is hazmat. Why? Because there's alcohol in it? Like, maybe a liter by that time? Or... It's
0: 9 to 5 proof. It's almost flammable.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, we've had those issues. It's just so much weird things that pop up when you try to import.
1: Yeah, I never really thought yeah, about so it's that. Like there's a lot of red tape around importing and exporting things. Like, if you're dealing with customs and shit, it just seems like yeah. you're just going to run and do a bunch of red tape.
3: Yeah, we've had, like, barrels sit at the border or ports for, like, two months before. And that's just, that's just the death <laughs> sentence, you know? Because by the time we get them, they're complete shit. Most, not always, but sometimes, you know? There's,
0: like, there's a certain point of if they dry out too bad or just sit around too much. Like, do they get, like, fungus well, or something in them or, they, like, mold? I've, or sh- I've
3: seen mold, but that's, again, shipping with water and it just depends on who. It just depends. Everybody has different processes, different things, yeah. so... Yeah. it depends on where it's coming from. You'll see different things, but, um, again, we just try to get here as quickly as possible and try to avoid that and get them out to people, you know? However, I've had even, like... And you're, you kind of brought up a, a point... There's a stigma that a barrel has to be wet. I get all these calls like, oh, my barrel needs, like, is your barrel, when when were your barrels just empty? It's like uh, two, three weeks ago. Oh, that's not wet enough. That's not fresh enough. It's like, well, dude, just because you want four barrels right now doesn't mean they're going to freshly empty them for you, you know? Yeah. So uh, people have the stigma that a dry barrel is a bad barrel. It's not really the case. Um, with, With spirit barrels specifically, it, it, you can have a dry barrel. I've seen barrels sit dry in a metal container out in front of our warehouse during the summer, you know, hundred probably twenty degrees in that container. Yeah, easy. Work just fine for a local brewery okay. after six months of sitting dry, you know. It just requires some swelling. So there must not be that much expansion and contraction that it would then? It depends. It, I mean, again, the age of the barrel... Uh, sometimes, yes. Uh, so depending, and I just learned this recently, the sugar, the su- uh, sucrosity, I think is what it's called. Sucrosity, yeah, that's... I'm trying to drop some science here. We're yeah. at cerebral, so might as well. Keep <laughs> <Brian, Yeah. yeah>.
0: up. <laughs> Their logo's a brain, so yeah. we're, we're trying to <laughs> adhere to that.
3: But, yeah, the sucrosity, I guess I learned this recently. The, when sugars, the, if it, something's really sugary, um, it gets into the pores of the wood, and it really uh, okay. expands it and stretches it, so it's kind of like... Stretch marks in a way, but they don't ever go back, you know, it doesn't get tied again. So that it gets loose, and then you can't firm it back up, you know? I'm
0: trying not to make her a lot of inappropriate joints because I mean, <laughs> we, I wish the barrels could do Kegel exercises, right. but they can't. We all wish, we all wish that. <laughs> <laughs> but so, in that sense, like, even if it dries out, there's a lot of residual, like, the flavors yeah. and stuff that, that breweries want yeah. imparted are going to stick around. And I mean, how much. In the barrel is the brewery looking for from the original spirit, and how much are they looking for from the wood still? That's, that's a like, good question because the wood's still legit at yeah. that point. I would yeah, imagine because most places, most spirit companies can use them like what once or twice.
3: Yeah, so I mean, so when the barrel dries out, yes, yeah, so you do have higher levels of potential risks for infection. Yeah. It's just natural, you know. That's just it's wood. It's a living, breathing product. Um, so things just evolve, you know, from day one. But, uh, yeah, so the level of oak, I guess, or the wood character versus actual spirit character. Honestly, if it's a spirit, it has to be a younger barrel. Like anything, I would say five or eight years or younger, you'll get an oak, some oak character, but not okay. much. So that's one of the questions, because, you know, I'll have like an eight-year-old whiskey barrel versus a five-year-old bourbon barrel. Um, the bourbon will usually smell sweeter on the aroma, uh, whereas the whiskey will have a lot more heat to it because it's going to be more boozy, whereas... I think there's still some oak character that kind of tones it down. Yeah. Um. hmm. But, yeah, it just depends on what the brewery's looking for. That's one of the questions I always have to ask. Like, well, do you want more oak character? Do you want more booze forward, you know? Or are you blending it? Does it matter? Yeah. So, yeah, it just kind of depends on what they're doing and what they got going on.
0: That's crazy. I mean, you kind of have to, you know, know your shit to, like, talk to these guys about this too it's not just a matter of like hey i want a barrel okay here you go i got this
3: yeah well you know what some of the the guy today like hey man i want to get two barrels cool man well i got those like ready to go he's like cool what do i need to do with them (laughs) i'm like um that's it (laughs) well let me hold this podcast and i'll (laughs) talk you know um no and i just
0: just listen to this show we'll we'll explain it yeah i'm
3: there because and uh, we just recently got a, a secret weapon, I call him uh, Thomas. Uh, he's from Avery Brewing. He just joined me. He's helping me out doing sales. Oh, um, nice. And he was at Avery Brewing for six years, with side by side with Andy Parker, okay, managing their seller program. And he knows his bungholes. Like, he's, <laughs> he'd probably be a cool person to have on your show because he's just goofy and wild. And he's a cool dude. Um,
0: be glad to talk to him. Yeah. Especially just fact they basically labeled him a bunghole expert i like he is a bunghole i feel expert. like we need to talk to him he's, he's nose and
3: fingered a lot of bungholes <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he really wish i wasn't drinking a beer right then <laughs> <I'll spray> it <laughs> but he's been you know he he knows his stuff so because he's the end user of it all whereas i'm just like the guy selling it and yeah he, he's known it for six years i've only known it for three and i first you know day one like you're saying like i had no damn clue
0: <laughs> right? I, it's like, like you, you put, want a barrel? I got barrels.
3: I got barrels, yeah. I got barrels all day long. Put your beer in it. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Have yeah. fun. Yep, exactly. And now it's like, well, all right, let me tell you. But yeah, th- listen to Thomas talk. Uh, I, I'm just gleaning stuff off of his messages and learning more through that. And it's really cool. Um, but yeah, it is, It's there should be a class on it. Yeah. Um, and they're really, I think they're starting to have some. And like these seminars, uh, I was out in Arizona. They invited me out the Arizona Brewers Guild, and I took Dylan, my guy in the back, my uh, shop manager, warehouse guy, and he's like our cooper. Okay. So I show, had him bring uh, do a live demonstration on how to pop a head out, which uh, I took from Peter Bocart at New Belgium at a recent Master Brewer, Master Brewers Associate. I don't know. It's like an MBAA meeting. I've heard that, of them? That's above like my pay grade. I don't okay. know. <laughs> yeah, it's like I guess MBA meetings are like some technical, like all brewers and industry like related folk go to these and they learn about they talk about hops for like three hours. And okay. They, and how they're growing. <laughs> so them. it's a super nerd super session. Super Yeah, and like you're looking at the chemical breakdown of this and that over. You know, it's like. Yeah. I'm falling asleep, but then Peter Bocart, love him. He's he's such a hilarious Belgian dude. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's Belgian, I think, right? Yeah, Peter Bokert's from Belgium. i yes. have to look him up. I'm, I'm not
0: familiar with him at all, actually. To be I like with and he works for New Belgium? Yeah.
3: He's okay. a, a brewmaster. Oh, okay. He's like this little... He's, he he's, puts
0: the Belgium in New Belgium, He really. does. Yeah, he literally does.
3: But he knows so much. Yeah. And he wrote that book, uh, Wooden Beer, which is...
0: Oh, okay. I've heard of that book. I didn't. I never knew the
3: author's it's, it's a good book. Recommended read for anybody owning a brewery or interested in using barrels. Um, he gets into some very nitty-gritty things where yeah. I keep it very high level, but... Um, <laughs> He's talking about like the way the grain goes and this and like where like how much sunshine got on it. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, I'm like, hey man, it's a barrel. It smells good. <laughs> it should work.
0: <laughs> Put my nose in
3: that bung. It, it didn't make me mad. So yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. Anyways, um, he he has that book out and there's just some so knowledge is getting out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's just these these new guys uh, coming. They want to do barrels and it's and it's great and it's exciting and it's different. But I just always tell them like, "Hey, man, it is an experiment." Yeah. You know, every barrel I send you is going to be very different from the last one, if not the one that I like, the one next to it on the same pallet. You and, know. And
0: I felt like you almost you're leading almost into my next question, which was, uh, you know, we don't have to name any names, obviously, but when you get, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I'm burping over here. Uh, I mean, are you seeing a lot of breweries that they get that barrel and then they have that now what look on their face? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, we're doing it because well, people are doing that. We probably should too versus having that proactive approach of, like, all right, we've mastered this part of our brewing process, now we want to to master this barrel aspect of it. Because, I mean, it's all part of the process that gets you fucking funky water that's being fermented to a delicious beer that's in a keg or a bottle. Uh, you know, the, each all those processes have their own little nuances to them. So.
3: Yeah, and I think... You know it used to just be what IPAs, pale ales and stouts, right? Yeah. And now you got sours, different IPAs, like various different IPAs um and then, yeah, your sours and your barrel aged stuff, your bourbons, and who knows what else people are doing. Now. Yeah,
0: I mean, but, yeah, I mean, as far as style goes, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, I mean, now we're seeing a lot of ancient, not ancient, but like older styles like Berliner Weisses that are yeah. becoming popular. Uh, I, I wish I could think of others, but like, my saisons are massively, massively popular now. And, yeah. You know, people are probably thinking, like, hmm, what if I toss these in a barrel? You know, and it's, you know, I don't know. It, it's kind of a wild west type scenario of people having resources that didn't have hundreds of years ago so yeah it, let's
3: try it everybody wants to barrel age everything yeah. like i get weed producers like hey we're gonna throw some marijuana buds and i'm like cool man Shut up, really well yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> that is fucking awesome
3: probably the worst clients ever because they're like yeah they they, they they like request all this information and i never hear from them for like three months and they ask me the same questions again i'm like really I'm like i'm not trying to like i'm not trying to pigeonhole or be, like, stereotype but it's like but literally the same time, it's like, Come on, guys. yeah like, so, um, T-
0: Don't give us a reason to stereotype you. Correct, correct, <laughs>
3: correct. Exactly. Um, what else? Uh, Do you vape think- liquid. Really? Yeah.
0: Do you think that actually, I mean, vape liquid, liquid maybe because it's actually liquid, it might take on some flavors, mm-hmm. but like, if people are putting buds in there, you think they're even drawing anything
2: from
3: that? Well, there's tobacco producers that barely use tobacco. Really? I'm trying to get those barrels back. Huh. That'd be kind of interesting. American I'm not sure. Spirit, but, yeah. Really? I didn't know that at all. Um, we sell to them every once in a great while, but, um, I mean, Tabasco, hot sauce goes into it, maple syrup, bitters, maple syrup, vanilla extract. Okay. Um, soy sauce, fish sauce. Uh, fish sauce. Yeah, there, there's some weird stuff going on out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but we, like going back, I'm getting off in the weeds here. Yeah, but, sorry, I got I got you. But what you're asking was um, <laughs> I, I get it going off in
2: the
1: weeds. We're talking about pot. You know? <laughs> Badum tiss. <laughs> oh, that was so stupid. Sorry. Continue. Nova. No, no, that
3: was no. That, you you were entitled to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, like talking about the Berliner Weiss. There's Germans out here uh, during GABF, and they're like, why are there so many Berliner Weisses? Like they they're, they're not popular in our country anymore. But They're really popular here or yeah. goes or gos Gozas definitely yeah. yes. Um, gos was actually that, yeah gozes. I think that's
0: probably the one that I should have thought of because I actually enjoy a, a good goza myself. Yeah it was
3: gozes, I'm sorry uh, but yeah and that's you know gos are great for like tequila barrels um, and wine barrels. I' have had a Margarita goes. Goza Ooh, yeah. uh, from uh, stuff, Rheingeist.
0: stuff that goes with like salty beers. Yeah, since gozas have that little bit of savoriness to yep. them, so that makes sense. And
3: modern times out in San Diego did one. Oh, really? I th- and uh, I don't know. I and yeah, it was damn good. It was Andrew Schwartz, their barrel guy. He's he's pretty knowledgeable. Um, and he, I guess, the barrel started to go like sour on him or something. Mm. And, but he was able to halt that somehow. And just our, I don't know what he did. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a cellar manager. You know. I'm not. I'm not a brewer. So. Yeah. But, but what he did, he was able to fine tune it and finesse it to like this amazing product. And tequila barrels are always really interesting because they always give you an earthier taste. Yeah. Um, that's what
0: I've, the handful of tequila barrels I've had. Like that's what I've noticed. It's really it's earthy. Yeah. Almost like peppery. Yep. In some instances. Yeah.
3: It's very different. <coughs> but uh, yeah, everybody's just trying to you know bring they're reviving old styles that are, or, or old styles that are, or putting new twists on them or just doing these huge fruit bombs you know like yeah. uh, Jay Wakefield out in Miami they have this one called Haterade and it's damn delicious <laughs> 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 it's damn delicious um, whatever it takes yeah and I'm just so I'm just, I'm you know I'm really in a way proud of some of what these smaller guys are doing like I think Ursula Brewing does that PB and Crustless Kressle, uh,
0: Crustless Crustless I haven't tried that but I've see nothing but like rave reviews on it like yeah it
3: uh, uh, tastes like peanut butter like the Good facebook job. group i'm in mean,
0: that's like five thousand people in colorado like colorado beer group and like everyone's like
3: yeah yeah everybody geeks out pb and j straight up yeah everybody's pants get tight yeah. They're like, yeah let's go get that straight up. we're gonna crush that tonight <laughs> <You know? laughs> who doesn't want to <laughs> slam some pb and j sandwiches <laughs> in liquid format
0: <laughs>
3: but yeah i don't know i don't want to ramble too much i kind of do that so you know, feel free to jump in and halt me. No, but it's all
0: good. No, it's, it's, it's good insight. It's, I don't know, it's interesting. Like, all the shit we just talked about before the show even started, we've, you know, we're not necessarily on all the topics but it's uh, it's fascinating talking yeah. about this because it's it's a totally different aspect of the beer industry and like I this is why I like talking about it because I don't think it gets talked about nearly as much from you know different aspects mostly right. from the aspect of a vendor who's like trying to provide these things and you know it's like I, we know barrels we don't necessarily know the magic like the, you, you give those to the brewers and they do their magic and, and make the beer that comes out of it but you know you're a part of that process and help get them the tools in place to make it yeah a thing.
3: and when you look at it um, in reality, when you look, it's pretty simple. You get a barrel, put your damn beer in it. Yeah. You know, but it's all those different nuances in between. Um, in a perfect world, yeah, you just get a barrel, you put your beer in it, and you let it sit for three months to 18 months or however damn long you want. Yeah. Um, and then you bottle it, keg it, whatever, and serve it, and boom, you know. I think one thing that consumers get confused on is like, oh, shit, why is this beer so much more expensive? Like, why am I only getting like a 10 ounce or a 6 ounce pour of it? Well, yeah. one. All the ingredients that go in it, all the labor, the time is just sent, just sitting and taking up real estate.
0: People don't put small beers in barrels usually right. either, you know? I mean, they're usually putting massive beers that probably have big grain bills and all the other
1: shit in there, so... Yeah.
3: And I have... And I'll... You know, I follow all my clients, for the most part, on Facebook, and I'll pay attention when they, like, do certain bottle releases that I know came from our barrels, and I'll see people comment, and like, God, this shit's so expensive, blah, why is this $30, blah, 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 it's like... All right, man. Obviously, you didn't <laughs> go to business school, so let me break this down for you real quick.
0: Are you familiar with overhead? Yes. Yeah.
3: Like, and and yeah, over yeah, product costs and labor and time. Is, I mean, it's time, it's sitting loan. in a it's yeah.
0: sitting in a warehouse, taking up space. You could in itself.
3: Yeah, you could turn out IPAs left and right all damn day long and make, be making money constantly. But yeah. when you put a beer in a barrel, it's taking up real estate, it's taking up tank space, and it's just sitting there. And and, it's not discount supply and demand, too. I true. Mean, true. Um, but and it's also a risk because I've had people call me pissed off like, hey man, I had to empty ten eight gallons of stuff. I actually got a video text message from some client <laughs> reaming me like, just ripped me a brand new asshole about some rum barrels that you know only three of the eight worked. And I was like, I'm so, like, what do you? I didn't. I'm just kind of the middleman connecting I you with what you need. Make the fucking
1: barrels. I didn't yeah. put the liquor in them.
3: Exactly. I know. And <laughs> so I have. Crazy. It is. Was it
0: like a business version of a, of a drain pour video? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah,
3: but a big old barrel, yeah. Pop
0: the bung off, tilt it upside down over the thing, just be like, fuck you. Yep.
3: <laughs> Actually, that is exactly. Really? That is exactly. <laughs> oh, man, that was. I really wish I
0: wasn't right on that. <laughs> Do you imagine
3: a drain pour, but with like 53, you know, multiple 53-gallon barrels? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of an epic thing, the video. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I... I I mean at, at, from your aspect I've been sad but from my aspect of an anarchist I've been like that is fucking hilarious. Yeah.
3: And I I, try, I hate I hate seeing that I hate hearing that but again it's just that transparency of un- helping people understand and that education like yeah. it's not guaranteed and you know I tell people we don't have a warranty or guarantee um, on 90% of the thing, 95% of the things we sell. And so and I always tell that to people especially the new guys because I want them, you know, because otherwise I get, like, a call three months or two weeks later, like, Hey, this barrel's thinking, I want to return.
1: Yeah, it's like,
3: <laughs> uh, I don't have any more, first off, you know, it's like a special. No, it's a special order. it's like a yeah.
0: one, so, one-time thing, man. But but it's just
3: one of the, you know, it's just, every industry has its, its bullshit, and that's just one of the, the pain points, you know? Yeah, you can so, work through it. People yeah. people get over it, hopefully. I, I, if not, then. I call, them, I call them teaching moments, you know? Anything that pisses you off, it's like, why is it pissing you off? Yeah. Why, why are you so upset? And I think that's it's it's a good way to learn, you know. I'll yeah, sit. exactly. I'm, I'm never going to use a rum barrel again. That shit sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rum,
0: fuck rum. Yeah. What I do want to talk about is something we talked about earlier.
3: Uh, the, the, Maser- the The mead. The mead. The mead festival. Yeah. Yes. The mead version. Because, of mead's G-A-B-F. Yeah.
0: Because Pete, I think this is a, uh, a potential visit opportunity for you. This sounds pretty awesome. Because I'm not well versed on mead, but uh, no, tell us a little bit more about.
3: Kind of this
0: festival and stuff and what it is.
3: Are you recording right now? Oh yeah, I never Okay, stopped. cool. Sorry, never oh, stop. Sweet. <laughs> um, so yeah, the mead. Uh, so mazer cup, mazer cup. It's like it's still in its baby infant stages. But meat I mean, mead is like a honey wine. Yeah. Um, or there's also ciders, uh, like ciders in a way. Um, it seems it's weird because meaderies they they do meads and ciders and sizers and all this. It's weird, but. Uh, yeah, it's like a, it's like it reminds me of what I said earlier. It reminds me of what GABF used to be, in the very like back in the seventies. You know, it barely takes up an entire hotel conference room. Because we were both
0: born and rocking it in the seventies. Yeah, I was not
3: even. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a very. Distant glimmer in my father's. Also, eye.
0: I just gotta say, I don't know how good your math is, but I don't think GBF was around in the 70s. I think it started in the 80s. Was it the 80s? I don't know. I just <laughs> see like the picture and It
3: looks like everybody's like rocking those like cre- creepy <laughs> the, stashes. The, the
0: old like super birds yeah. and fucking Ron Jeremy stashes. Yeah, I
3: don't know. They They've, just
0: they just did. I want to say just did 30 years recently.
3: Oh shit! And I'm well, 34,
0: in- so like. I was born in '82.
3: I'm definitely not a GABF historian. <laughs> That's all I'm right. sure there is somebody out there That's ar- right. archiver.
0: I- <laughs> There's an archivist out there. <laughs> yeah. Where is Matt? He's he's always on top of this shit. Yep.
3: <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Mazer Cup man, it's 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 held here in Broomfield uh, at the whatever hotel right there, uh, Interlocking. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And yeah, all the worlds like worlds from all over, mead makers show up. So my first thing. <laughs> I hope, hopefully no mead producer hears this, but when I, <laughs> when I first walked in, I was like, damn. We're big with mead producers. <laughs> I was like, damn, it's like uh, walking into like a Dungeons & Dragons fest or like LARPing. I'm like, "All right, alcohol.
0: I'm glad you said that because everyone I know who is huge into mead looks like yep. either a Viking yep. or someone straight out of medieval times. Yep,
3: agreed. And they're all introverts. Yeah. So like, I'd go talk to them because you know, I'm going to try and sell them barrels, but I'd try to interact with them. And uh, they would just, yes, no it's good it's good there's 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 vanilla it's, it's honey there's vanilla raspberries strawberries it's good it's like alright cool well have fun you know <laughs> it's fucking like,
0: see you later yeah exactly I was just gonna say like fucking dumb ever. well see you later yeah, big exa- gulps huh big, exactly <laughs> sounds like a run fair it, it, yeah
3: yes yes exactly cause some of these cats are rocking kilts and I swear somebody had a sword and at their beard not booth. ironically and not ironically yes they're very nice people, though, and they're producing some good stuff. There's some different, there's some, you know, there's some new boys out there that are getting on it, but um, making meat is expensive, and it's just a good time to come experience uh, and try it out. I mean, meat, like I think we're like, saying, I think lowest ABB is 8%. Okay. Because it's like a wine is, yeah. a, is what it's classified. They're winemakers.
0: Those Those are all the, like I said, I've I've maybe tried maybe two or three meads in my entire life. And one, they're, they're sweet, but like mm-hmm. the right amount of sweetness and they're smooth. It's absolute shit because they're honey-based. And like, for whatever reason, honey ferments out super smooth. It's, yeah. It's awesome. Yep. It's, it's fantastic. And
3: you're like crushing this... You know, I, I remember leaving with a headache or already hammered, like after like an hour yeah. or thirty minutes or something like that. Uh, I was like, "Good God!" But they're all big booze bombs, you know. They're and they're you don't they don't you do not you do not taste the alcohol. So, uh, Superstition eatery, um I get to hang out with every once in a while. I just hung out with him recently over Thanksgiving. Super nice guy. This guy named Jeff uh, Herbert and Carlos uh, make this amazing me. They're like world renowned. They get invited to, like the Copenhagen Beer Fest. by Vive <laughs> Keller. They're going to be out. They're, they're, just, they're pumping out some cool stuff. And then yeah. there's um, Bee Nectar, which I think is in Michigan or Indiana. I want to say Michigan, because I've heard of Bee Nectar. Bee Nectar makes some good stuff. Bee, they're probably you the largest.
0: I have heard of Bee Nectar.
3: You Don't actually make, still uh, live
1: there? Ah, crap! I can't remember what. Beer.
3: it's like a cherry beer yeah cherry it's like a cherry, meets, cherry mead probably yeah. Mead and, and cider so I think that's the sizer yeah it's, not beer sorry it's yeah. the zombie killer yeah. or there we go <laughs>
1: yes
0: yeah, yeah I yeah. have heard of that
3: it's good it's damn good it, it, it's right on it's it's like their you know their flagship pride enjoy. joy and I think they're one of the largest and there's moonlight meadery okay very nice guy Michael um, he, he probably has the largest barrel yeah. program in the mead realm so that's where I was going to go
0: next. So your participation in this in this uh, festival is within the faculty of uh, you know of a barrel provider. Yeah.
3: Here's what barrels do for mead. Yep. But again, a lot of these guys are tiny. So they're, if anything, they might just need like a five gallon, like a home brewer. You know. Wow. But there are others like Michael at Moonlight Meadery. He's like, yeah, I'll take sixty, fifty three gallons. I'm like, that's a lot of damn mead. <laughs> that's a lot of fucking bees. You guys ain't fucking around but, with your bees. Yeah. yeah they are not, and then like superstition meter. He's just doing expansion because he can't. It's it's you know it's funny. He's so popular in the world, but not many people know him domestically. Yeah, um, and it just kind of goes to show how Meat's popularity isn't.
0: Is it like how heavy metal's super popular outside of America too? Yes. Like <laughs> everyone yeah. out in Europe and shit, or in like yes. Iceland or wherever, it's huge. It's like. Yes, praise the metal gods, uh, Norway. You know all the yeah, Nordic guides exactly. gods. are like yes, and then you know mead's there too. Yeah, yeah and it's again, the, the, it's the Viking connection. The Vikings yeah, are dude. huge outside of America too. You know. So my my question uh, for all this was uh, <laughs> the, mead. <Back laughs> with, to the with, mead. With the mead, like, so I've I've only had standard mead. Like, have you had much barrel aged mead? Yeah. Like, is it does it does it give it that much of a punch? Like, is it yeah. add a lot of the um, nuances that like it does with beers? Because so this. That's a good question. I just feel like with mead being, a, it's honey, and, like, honey leaves a lot of residual sugars after ferment. Yeah, So, yes. like, that's what gives it a lot of that, that, that smoothness we talked about and a lot of the flavor and stuff. You know, does the barrel find a way to kind of, like, <coughs> poke through that shit?
3: Yes, it does. Um, and, actually, that's a great thing. Uh, going, back, going back to Superstition eatery. So, it's funny. Um, I like to share this story. I sure even with brewers, but we sold the brewery in California some Madeira barrels okay. back in maybe 2014 or 2013. Superstition went to the brewery, bought those that had Black Tuesday in them. Okay. Ooh, nice! So he picked those up after they emptied, and then he these are like 550 barrels now. Um, he paid maybe 50 bucks for them or 100 bucks for them, but they had that Black Tuesday in them, and he put his meat in there. And that shit is so fucking good, man. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I was at the Mazerfest Fest, and that was all the meat I was really drinking. Like, I tried everybody's, but then I was like, I'm just gonna drink that shit all night long. <laughs> this is good. I'm just gonna. Yep. I know what I like. It's like when you go to a beer fest, yeah. and it's like Cigar City or Crooked Stave or Canteon or somebody. Yeah. Pick just that those knows deep what ass annoying. lines or, or Goose Island, I guess. BCBS. Everybody's sitting in that line, just waiting. Yeah. And, and it gets it gets usually kicked pretty quick. Um, this, this is what. I would equate that to, you know. Okay. I would wait in line over and over to drink it. Um, but, yeah, so he took the B, uh, the Black Tuesday Madeira barrel that, you know, we provide the Madeira barrel, they aged the Black Tuesday in it, then the meadry took it and they put his meat in it. And then he gave that barrel to Arizona Wilderness to age something in. I can't remember what it was. And then he got wow. it back and put his meat back in it. No so shit. It's so like,
0: it was just, just basically a little barrel stuff. This barrel is, is not going to fucking die. This barrel...
3: <laughs> Is is gonna kill my job because once I get all these barrels out <laughs> and meatries get their hands on them, it's the barrel that never correct, ends. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Oh um, man, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, and th- it, they're amazing. And yeah, the su- again going back to the sugar levels, it 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 does you do get those nuances in there. It is tougher for them to come through. They're not maybe as prevalent, but they sure. do add a flavor profile to them um, oh. that's very. That makes it, you know, again, very unique and different if done properly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a, meat is a super intense thing, but you know,
0: that's what I've noticed. Like, e- it, just the handful of times I've had it, it's it's been an experience. it's yeah. the best way I can explain it. It's it's very different from anything I've experienced, like between wine, spirits, or a beer. It's very,
3: very, very different. It is, and I think there's there's room for it in the marketplace. It's oh, just yeah. super expensive to make. And, like, this guy sells seven fifty mils, 3.75 mils. Yeah. Like, 100 bucks.
2: What? Yep.
3: For a Did you say 100 for a 3.75? Yeah. Jesus. fucking this? What? It's like, it's so yeah, it's super expensive. And then I, I understand why, because it's like a small limit run. Sure. They some four barrels if from he's, Portugal. If,
0: and if he's filling in, like, five-gallon barrels, like you said, if yeah. that's the case, it's yeah. like, you have a very limited quantity <laughs> there. But it's,
3: it's. Again, going back, it's the tits. tits. <laughs> Titters. Titters. <laughs> That's awesome. But you guys should definitely come out March 8th, I think. Um, I'm not sure. I think tickets are like $80. bucks. i am going to be giving a seminar about barrels. or just talking about barrels. Again, educating all these LARPers, Dungeons & Dragons guys. Um, <laughs> will you be using the word tits in your presentation? I might. I was When I was at the nice. seminar in Arizona with the Arizona Brewers Guild and all the Arizona breweries... I was with Steve Anderson from Ballast Point, their barrel guy. Yeah. Okay. This dude was dropping f bombs left and right, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, you know, looking at him like, uh, look at your script. Like I didn't prepare for this. And then all of a sudden I'm dropping f bombs, and then Molly Browning, who used to be with Brooklyn Brewery, now a trophy out in North Carolina. She was dropping. I was like. This is get out of control. Like, It's a big old fuck fest. What's yeah. going on here? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you get the fucking barrel, you put your fucking beer in it, and you know, just fucking shit sometimes works, like, fucking does it.
0: I got to naturally, just, like, go to, like, a gangster. Yeah. <laughs> like, a mafia guy, like, yeah, you got your fucking barrels, you put fucking tummy two-tones in this, this. You Go swim with the fucking fishies
3: afterwards. Yeah, if, if you met Steve Anderson from Malice Point, you get what I'm, you understand what I'm <laughs> That's about. where it goes. He's, uh, he's... He's an essay, for sure. He's, he's a cool dude. He's, he's one of the, probably the funnest people I hang out with every once in a while. Oh, that, every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> On the ring.
0: Yes. Well, that's awesome. Well, uh, Pete, I think we should do some of our 1054s now. Yeah. We are there. Um, so, again, for anyone that's new to listening, this is where we uh, we feel like we've, even though we've known Noah already, we feel like we've sufficiently have looped up, I guess, and we're going to ask some more, would you rather... Fucked up type questions. Pete, do you want to start since, like, last time we talked to Noah, you only got to ask one of your good news, bad news questions, so I, I think you should lead off this time.
1: Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll uh, <clears throat> I'll do one that we've done a few times on the show, uh, but, uh, but uh, you haven't heard of Noah, so... Anyway, the good news is we've just inherited a magical cabinet that lets you grab any hop strain, beer, any barrel from past or future, or any malt from so Basically, you can grab anything, any type of beer, from any time... History of beer making, but the bad news is every time you grab a beer or a barrel or a ball or whatever, a fucking huge angry Kodiak bear stalks and tries to attack you for six days.
2: Oh. (laughs) So, the first question is:
1: How do you avoid dying? How often would you use this cabinet? And what is the most creative thing? Creative thing you think to do
3: with with the with the beer or product? So any kind of beer related product is that right? Said barrel. Basically yeah, and, and I threw barrel in
1: there just because, you know, work barrel. But I mean like you could pull a barrel out of a cabinet and it could be from the future or the past. I mean it could be something from something like um, you know, back in the thirteen hundreds or whatever. Okay. The first Cooper made barrel, grab one of those. But when you do huge fucking Amy okay. Kodiak bear stalks and tries to kill. He's
0: throwing a nice little caveat in there relative That's to uh, your profession. That's I'm nice, s- Pete.
3: Yeah, I'm so su- I'm such a logical person. My, I, I automatically want to ask like 30 questions like, do I have a, a shotgun? Do I, Where <laughs> like, where is this cabin? Like, or, you know, or what... Anyways. It is a cabin.
1: I'm really glad you said that, because okay. in my mind, I always think it's just a cabin out in the woods, Yeah, you've got, like, no electricity, but there's just this massive fucking bear that wants to attack you. Yeah. Um, Everyone assumes it's their house, actually, usually. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And, and you still have to get to work and stuff, but you don't really have a meaningful defense. So,
3: basically, it's like, it's like The Revenant, but <laughs> <laughs> modern times, yeah. and with beer, you or... And okay, and hopefully you have a better gun than a musket. Yeah, not beaver pelts and Indians. It's <laughs> beer and a fucking bear. Okay, got it. Um, well, shit. Uh, something that I would want to... So how po- would
1: you avoid dying?
3: How would I avoid dying? Good God, man. I don't know, man. I've always wanted a pet bear. Um, <laughs> but if he's like an angry bear, I would obviously don't want him. I would... <laughs> I <I'd- laughs> I always joke. I've always wanted that bear because I want like an animal that I can actually wrestle with. <laughs> yeah, but not one that would maul me to death. So yeah,
0: bear might not be best for that unless no. it's a little one.
3: Yeah, like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like that polar bear from the Coca-Cola commercials. Yes, yes. All right, so I guess I'm hung up on the fact of what would I want to pull out or what would I go get that would be worthwhile of this. No, that's not even
1: a question. Like, in this scenario, you just grab. Something.
3: Like, oh, I just grab. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just how I'm I would deal with you it. To
1: grab something this scenario. Now that you have, now you have to deal with it. An so bear. What actually, if you go and you grab more shit, more bears will come after. Oh you. So shit! Like, if you grab like four or five things, you're gonna have like four or five fucking angry bears.
3: You know what? Then that, that just working. that just changes my response. Then I'm gonna grab as much shit as I can carry because I guarantee you one of these fucking bears is going to bump into the other bear and they're going to start fighting and duking it out. And eventually <laughs> one's going to spill blood and the other bear's going to smell that blood and they're just going to go all oh, maul that one bear and be cannibalistic. That's my thought that process. That is what bears do once they smell blood. I, like, I think. Are you like sharks? They're going to maul mode. They're I, just furry, fat land sharks. Furry
0: land sharks with four <laughs> legs and no tail.
3: Yeah. I'm, just, yeah. I'm just, I don't know.
0: And not three sets yeah, of teeth. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I didn't pay much in bio. Pay attention much, uh, zoology or biology. Um. (laughs) You took zoology in elementary school. I think so.
1: (laughs) That's just called high school.
0: (laughs) Yeah, high school. Did you? really alright, I I was gonna make fun of you guys, but uh, no, we didn't have zoology. I I must have went to an underfunded high school. What the fuck? Well, fun fact. Rockford.
1: I
3: I know. I know. I was there. Well fun fact i actually want to be a marine biologist back really almost when i went to college yeah (laughs) almost when you went to college well the one thing that was holding me back was the fact that i'm kind of afraid of open water (laughs) so (laughs) that doesn't doesn't really go hand in hand that
0: seems like a problem yep did you watch that video of the dude who was kayaking right next to a whale
3: yes that was awesome
0: that was awesome but also at the same time if i was that guy be like that's oh shit i gotta
3: yep (laughs) Yep. i need out of here there was, yeah, there's, I, yeah I'll, I mean, if you want to talk about whales and water, I I can. That's another special <laughs> Well, i got to save that for the whales and lager podcast. <laughs> okay,
1: that's, <laughs> that's a spinoff here.
3: Yeah. Anyways, um, I think that I answer your bear question because. Yeah, I mean,. Okay. I mean, did I.
1: Answered, <laughs> like, with that one answer, you basically just answered all of the
3: questions. Oh, shit. So. But, I mean, that was
1: pretty good. Okay, you cool. You avoided dying and you did the most creative thing.
3: I never said I didn't die, but
1: um, he <laughs> you uh, lets your plan to avoid dying, right? So uh, it, yeah,
3: my goal is to survive with all the cool shit I, I just warranted my death. Or I value Yeah, you, my death like, yeah.
0: No, you 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 planned your Revenant style better than Revenant style. Okay, survival. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, as a would you rather question, this one might be a little more simpler. Would you rather orally service Courtney love or stay sober for a month?
3: Corey Love
0: <laughs> Really? Who's Corey Love? Oh, what? shut up, really? Yeah uh, Kurt Cobain's ex-wife Lee Singer of Hole Cor- Oh, Courtney Love Sorry, what did I say? Courtney Love I thought you said Corey
3: Oh, oh no, so no, Courtney Love Courtney Love Courtney. Like, who the fuck's Corey Love? Yeah, I know who Yeah, she's oh, all Gals- drugged out Blondie Yeah, yeah
0: yeah. yeah. has a daughter named Frances Beans Or
3: Bean Bean?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Frances Beans
3: So, okay, so Orally pleasuring Courtney Love Or, or Stay
0: Sober for a Month
3: I'd probably stay sober for a month. Or so. <laughs> that's 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 a little, That's kind of a probably in your best interest, really. That's what I'm thinking. Cause I've seen videos and pictures of Courtney Love, and 11. I think she's. I'm pretty sure I've seen herpes jumping out of her skirt in most pictures, anyways. Uh, yeah, yeah, she is a post Just style for
0: herpes. Just abandoning ship. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, I don't.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm good. I'll stay sober, man. All right, all right.
1: <laughs> all right, Pete. What you got next? Okay. Uh, well, the good news is you wake up in a bathtub filled with ice and discover you can return bottles for $1,000 piece via a new device that uses teleportation. It even pays $2,000 for a bomber. But the bad <laughs> news is the new device is located in your large intestine, and you can jam these said bottles up into your ass. The money is <laughs> then transferred to your bank account, and the bottle is transported to hell. How much money would you get?
3: Shit. Okay. You got some really creative shit. <laughs> this is why I the let thing. them run this. Like, area. I, I almost have like feel like I have like is this like a spelling bee. Could you repeat the word? <laughs> Could you use it in a sentence? Could you repeat rectum, please? Yes. So okay, so you're talking about bottles and things. Okay, so yeah, basically
1: for like a 12 ounce bottle, you get a thousand dollars, and you get two thousand dollars for a bomber, but you have to shove them up your ass, and then they're transported out of your body, teleported rather, oh. uh, out of your body, but you get that money. So, so you just have to endure the pain of jamming a bottle into your asshole. I've seen some of these so, bottles. <laughs> <laughs> what? Whoa! you I've
0: seen someone
2: do this.
3: Oh man! Oh, no, no, I've, I've never seen anybody do that. I've never seen actually. I'm do sure. This. There, I guarantee. There's a. Oh, video, you know so, it. You know it's the world we live in now. But so okay. So Real I'm just, thirty-seven. So literally, like fitting a whole seven fifty mil up my beehole. Yeah, once the
1: bottom
0: of... The for two grand. Bomber. I mean, you could go for a 12-ounce just for a grand, you oh, know? Oh, 12 12-ounce. 12 ounces is a grand. A bomber, you know, a 750, at 24 is, you know, it's two grand.
3: I feel like this is taking a very weird, awkward gay it turn. Um, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, This does. It does. Yeah, we're man, 12-ounce bo- bottles? and you, I get how much? $1,000 per bottle? Yeah. yeah, how much money would you make? Shit, man. Depend on how drunk I was, and how much lube was available. I know they sell fifty-five gallon
0: actually drums. I was wondering this too. For the first time, but I've heard this question. I'm like, is lube in the? Uh, is lube
3: on the table here? Actually, like, imp- more important question: Are the caps on the bottles? Ooh, that's actually really. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I mean, yeah,
1: they're just
3: regular. So you
0: could actually you do. could actually just, like, drain just like a couple of bottles. Right. That one's actually really well-shaped.
1: That one might work.
0: This one uh, that we yeah, got that from is it's, it's it's got a nice gradual slope up to the, from the neck to the body. But it's a 500 you know militer. I like
1: where you're going with the uh, 55-gallon drum up. Drum line, yes. A really <laughs>
3: yes. Thing. I mean, I think I'd go $1,000. What do I need to pay off? <laughs> do you have to do it in one setting,
1: or is this, like, a constant thing, Pete? Um
3: god damn that's a good question
1: I didn't even think of that uh, I would say that it dissolves within uh, within four hours okay alright so it's not
0: like you could just like go oh, to a bottle shop like gonna- hey guys I'm gonna take these bottles I'll be RB with a whole lot more money <laughs> <BRB>. <laughs> I'm
3: gonna be like posting on <laughs> be posting on these forums hey man I'm looking for some bottles <laughs> yeah but I need them within this,
2: the I'm hour starting, of yeah. fucking midnight and four a.m.
3: with this, this girth <laughs> uh, <with this> girt <laughs> yeah. diameter um, yeah, so I would probably go for as many as I could. I don't know. That's uh, go big or go home. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, really, like, you're just gonna
1: fuck up your evil, but not really gonna do much to you. I feel like,
3: in a way, that might know, be a benefit because, like, if it's gonna, everything will just kind of flow out, you know? And you're like, eh, I might have to. Well, wait, <laughs> shit. Uh, you know what? There are times <laughs> you probably don't want shit just flowing out. Yeah, that's true. So I'm not 70 yet. So <laughs> I'm just gonna say, I'll go with five. 12 ounce
1: Make a quick yeah, 5k you'll make, you'll, make a, like you'll make an easy 5,000
3: Yeah, I feel like I don't know if easy is the word to use there <laughs> I, I feel like
1: No, definitely not
3: But I use that ironically I, well, I, And I'm, I'm saying like I feel like You could recover from that And get back to normalcy
0: <laughs> You won't be like Fucking Very badger and In uh, Fucking beer pest Yes No With the ping pong paddle
3: <laughs> Correct Correct
0: Shitting pancakes ever
3: since <laughs> exactly that was a crazy ass question <laughs> what do you guys do out in Michigan <laughs> oh that's, it's boring
0: there that's why we have to all the time well, that's why Pete has all the time to think about this stuff <laughs> are you uh, Are you a coffee drinker yeah alright would you rather give up beer or give up
1: coffee oh,
3: what you're back okay <sighs> probably beer really because didn't I didn't give my up caffeine. El Cafe yeah because well that's tough
0: yeah because there's not like there's a beer that can actually like give you that caffeine buzz, like, no. actual cup of coffee
2: can.
3: Yeah, and honestly, I've been drinking coffee a lot longer than I've been drinking beer, you know? Uh, okay. Um, and I feel like it's just, I need it in the morning. It's like the gas in the fuel tank type oh. shit, whereas beer, I'm not cracking that open at 6 in the morning. <laughs> Unless it's, like, party maybe, weekend. Maybe,
0: maybe you're not doing life maybe right. Maybe I'm not enough. doing life Yeah, that's a
3: good question. Maybe I'm not doing life right. But uh, I would have to probably, I know this is like a beer podcast, but... I'd probably give up beer.
0: Well, that's fine. I like coffee. Honest to God, uh, I have actually no statistics on how people normally answer this, but I've, anecdotally, I feel like most people are like, I'll give up beer before I give up coffee. Yeah.
1: Uh, hands down, dude, every time the question's asked, I always say, I'll give up beer before coffee. Yeah. I, I'm Coffee's, not a coffee
0: drinker, so like oh. that's not
1: even a thing for me. And that's
0: why I love asking this question, because it, I just like, I'm, I'm not giving up anything. I literally have nothing to give up here. But it's uh, it's it's fun to it's fun to think. I, the reason I thought of this question was, I was going through physical therapy when I had uh, recovering from knee surgery. Oh, and uh, me and my PT uh, got on this conversation. She's like, she she wasn't much of a drinker either. She's like, oh, I could never ever live without coffee. I'm like, That's messed up to think about. Like if you, if you like the stigma of one beverage over the other is just so messed up. It's like ah, oh, I gotta have coffee. I gotta. Like you said, I gotta get up and have my 8 a.m. fix. I'm not slapping my veins, but I need it. It's, I don't know. That's that's, that's just me
3: being like, ah, legal narcotic, man. Absolutely. In theory, I guess I could give up the coffee and just go the Adderall route.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say maybe tea. That's what what I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say tea, but you know, Adderall, that's cool. (laughs) I just, you know, I go 100. (laughs) all or nothing, man. Full full throttle. Alright, now that we've got the fucking
3: druggy part out of the way, <laughs> P, what do you got for your next what'd you reckon? Cover drugs, race, uh, sex, and... actually it, it kind of it kinda ties in. Uh, it all yeah, t-
1: it kinda ties into
3: it. It all ties in. The good news is,
1: yes. The good news is you are now a well loved house cat. But the <laughs> bad news is, you're also now plagued by crippling alcoholism. How do you as a cat feed your cat?
3: Oh, I'm a drunk ass crippled Without,
1: cat? Yeah. <laughs> You You'll well, not let your owners know. Wait, about your you're not necessarily personal. crippled. You're
0: just crippled by alcoholism.
3: Oh, so I just cat likes fucking get hammered. Okay. Yeah. Are my are my you're owners alcoholic cat? Are my are news. my owners like Scientologists uh, or Mormons or what's going on? Cause I got to understand the house I'm living in. Yeah, yes. Yes. I'll see. Yes. Okay, so it's a dry house. So my ass it's would dr- be. I, I don't know. I don't know. They crack. They crack a bottle of wine on a Friday or crack beer on a,
1: on a Saturday. They're Baptist.
0: Well, then I
3: probably would be like one of those asshole cats that knocks the bottles off the table, right? So I'd go up and knock everything off. If not, I'd claw their faces until they drop it. And then I'd just get my...
2: (laughs) You
0: are are Satan's cat. ...suckle
3: on the carpet yarn or whatever it is, or floor, and just lap it up, you know? Like, to get my my fix, I guess. Uh,
0: I want to know if they still make carpet yarn now. But you have to do it without letting your
1: owners
3: know Oh!
0: Oh! Oh! <laughs> that's not him. That's not him necessarily letting know. This is like he's a misbehaving cat. He's clawing their face and knocking shit over. It's like eh. so, they don't know why. He's not like he's saying, "Hey, I'm a cat. I'm drinking your shit because uh, I'm knocking your shit over."
3: That's fair a, enough. Fair enough. enough. Well, I was going i was about to say in response to that. All right, well, I'll just you know be an asshole cat again and just drop some roofies. I don't know how I got the roofies as a cat, but <laughs> I'd roofie the owners. But then I was thinking, if I put the roofies in the wine or beer or whatever it was that I wanted to drink, I'm essentially roofing myself. So oh, maybe yeah, it, that sounds like a pretty good Friday. Yeah, I mean, hey, sometimes you gotta roof your. I'm a big dude. It takes quite a few beers. So if I want to <laughs> drink on the cheap. Pop a roofie and then go out with my buddies. As long as they know they can carry me around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Picture Literally some beer flash. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Every now and then you gotta drop a roofie.
3: It's hey, it's okay to roofie yourself. Just don't roofie anybody yeah. else.
0: Yeah. As long as you're not get yeah. yeah. <laughs> Self roofying is just it's, it's a yeah, cheaper you know. way to get drunk.
1: <laughs> oh, you'd rather right, man. Man.
0: All right, I think we have about time for one more. So uh, this Ooh. one will be another quick one, probably. Would you rather hate the taste of beer or have orgasms feel like bee stings?
3: Shit, dude. There's been some girls I've been with that are, like, sex hounds. So <laughs> depends on my partner. <laughs> <laughs> depends on the scenario. It depends on if I'm having sex once a month versus... <laughs> Every, three times a day. Yeah. <laughs> um if anyone's having sex three times a day, good for you. And what was the beer what 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 would the beer taste like?
0: Um or what was it just, again? I, I just said hate the taste of beer, so oh, it hey, tastes like taste just, just like pure dog shit. How long does a male
3: orgasm last?
2: No.
0: I mean, are we talking in general or me personally?
3: <laughs> I feel like sometimes mental orgasms last just about as long as a bee stings. I've you know? watched
0: a couple of movies where they went a long time <laughs> for whatever reason.
3: Um, I would probably have to say, again, because I'm just thinking of the coffee question, just hate the taste of beer. Yeah. Right? Okay. Just, sex is fun. <laughs>
0: this is a good time. My my thing has always been like uh, you know after enough beer it just it's not gonna happen anyway. So That's true. There's there's always That's, that. I
3: wasn't even thinking about that.
0: However, that if you're gonna self complete though then it's it's a problem. Like you know if you're bored. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not even thinking with like other people at that point. I'm like oh man I'm <laughs>
3: I'm bored a lot. I'm like thinking hard over here, gentlemen. <laughs> I think. Sam- <laughs>
0: thinking hard, Yeah, I think
3: huh? yeah, you see me and the, the hamster on the wheel going, like, full 100 miles yeah, per the, hour. Yeah, the steam's coming out. <laughs> <Yep. I'm> like, <laughs> uh, than that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But shit, you know, when you think about it, and you go in, like, the, your lifetime, right? You're not drinking much when you're older, so... And you're not having sex when you're older, though, either. So
0: your sunset years might be when it's like, all right, this was this was a good choice. This was, yeah. I don't know. I can, I can drink. It's a good question. I can't get a Woody, but a I can very, I can have a beer. Very thought-provoking. I like that. <laughs> that's, that's what I aim for. Thought-provoking and talking about orgasms. <laughs> Pete, did you go pee? I did, yeah. I'm back now, though. Jesus Christ, I didn't think you'd be back. All right, good. Well, you got, you got one more. We got probably time for one more. We're a little over an hour, but uh, if you want to do one more, we can do it. I'm good.
1: I actually asked the three that I got on my... Uh, oh, that's right.
0: You went first, didn't you? Jesus. Yeah.
2: Right.
0: Hey, who's who's used to doing what we're doing right now? All right, sweet. Well, in that case, uh, Noah, thanks again, man, for yeah, uh, coming on and uh, meeting up with me at, yeah. here at Cerebral. And, uh, cheers, buddy. We didn't even cheers. We actually didn't. We're really bad at drinking, apparently. Apparently. Wow. Do you got any, like...
3: Information about Rocky Mountain Barrel Company that you want to share? Um, yeah, man. Uh, we're a barrel brokerage. You want used tequila, bourbon, wine, spirit, whatever, give us a shout. Uh, if you're a home brewer trying to get the small format stuff, uh, if, if you're really looking for a small format, sometimes you can just go to your local distiller. I'm not trying to undersell my shit, but um, we just don't really carry it that often, so... But uh, we're here. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me personally or anybody at the shop. Um, and, you know, we're just here to really educate and promote the uh, the holy barrel. The barrel. The holy barrel. Yeah. I like that. The holy barrel. Uh, the barrel dome. Um, so, <laughs> welcome to the barrel dome. <laughs> that's what I say to everybody that walks in the door. So if you're ever in Colorado, you're more than welcome to come visit. Come check it out. Barrels are pretty cool. They're pretty basic. But uh, they're pretty cool to, you know. Obviously, we had an hours worth of chatting about, let alone the the bare sex, beasting stuff. Amongst so. amongst amongst the other yeah. the
0: other riffraff. Yes, and hopefully we'll be able to do that again sometime soon, man. It's always yeah. good to have you on. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank
3: you so much. No, definitely
0: so, appreciate you guys. You too, buddy.
3: And again, cra- congratulations on uh, all the stuff <laughs> that you've had this year. So.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been a busy but
3: awesome year. Awesome year for you. Everybody else has been busy yeah. about twenty sixteen. Twenty
0: sixteen sucks for most people, but for Pete, it's
3: pretty sweet. Pretty fucking.
0: Thank you for joining us on the Beer Lending Podcast. Pete is massively happy to be back in action again, and uh, you can find us on Are W. <laughs> he is. He is. You can find us on www.beerandloathing.com for our podcast and or iTunes. And then you can find us on all the social medias at Facebook backslash beer and loathing. Beer and loathing, you can just heckle me directly at beer and loathing. And also on Instagram at beer and loathing because fuck Dave Sherman. And then uh, if you want to see us on YouTube, we switch it up. It's called Tune In, Get Drunk is our channel. Tune in, get drunk. Repeat, tune in.
2: Get drunk. Get fucked. <laughs>